And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Genesis 1 verse 3. I think this has become one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Just that mysterious moment where God declares over the darkness, over the deep, dark void, he says, let there be light, and there was light. He didn't wrestle with the darkness. He didn't fight for ages with the darkness. Just upon his spoken word, he declared it, and it came to pass. And so, as we talk about this theme of light, in this month of April, this just resonated so much with me. The authority of God in declaring light over darkness. In our world today, oftentimes we hear on the news, in our lives, everything that's happening, the uncertainty, all the fear. We hear more about the darkness and the works of darkness. And even within Christian circles, we often make that mistake of amplifying the dark instead of focusing on the light. And so, from this verse, I want us to take this attitude of declaring God's word, of declaring light over darkness. Not because darkness doesn't exist, it does, but leaning into the power that God has given us. And so, as we go through this month of April, I want you to walk in that authority of declaring the promises of God, of declaring those things that He has already said. Declare them over any situation of darkness that you are going through. Because oftentimes, we get carried away. And we can become more focused on the darkness than actually of the light that God is shining in that situation. You know, with every new day, you wake up in the morning, the sun comes up. A new day is given to us. That's a gift. Even in the cycles of nature, God reminds us that what? He reminds us that He's in control. As the noon comes and the sun becomes its brightest and then the light fades away. We have that assurance that tomorrow the sun's going to come up again. We have that assurance that God is in control of these cycles and these rhythms that even in nature remind us of God's goodness and of his grace and of his glory. And so whatever it is, Whatever dark situation it is that you're dealing with, I just want you to take a break, hit pause, just take a deep breath and remind yourself that God is sovereign. He is sovereign. The battle between light and death, it's already won through the victory of Jesus Christ. And so we can overcome as well. As I've been thinking about this theme of of light for this month I remember I was about eight years old in Cameroon and one of my other friends were playing and he was talking to me he said do you know what I said no she said you know in America the lights never go out I was intrigued I said really she said yeah the lights never go out 
They never have any type of power outages and light has been on continuously for like 400 years. And I was stunned. I was like, what type of place is this where the lights never go out? And then fast forward many years later, I moved to the United States and I had been here maybe about three years and we had a power outage. And then I remember her saying the lights never went out. And I thought that was not true. Sitting there in that darkness, all I could think about was, oh, my friend was so wrong. Um, I've been in Texas now for a good while. And a couple of years ago, we had the snowstorm. And of course, we had a power outage. It wasn't just for a few hours. It was for days. Last year, the same thing happened. And looking back, you know, to the years of a little girl where it was all fun and games, now I could think about just the delusion of the fact that the lights would never go out in this country. Because of course, then in Cameroon, we were dealing with a lot of power outages. It was very normal to have these power outages and you had to have the candle ready or maybe, you know, the vintage lanterns. You had to have one of those ready with the fuel and kerosene and all of that. It's amazing how far we've come, right? I was looking one of those up on Amazon the other day. And can you believe they make them now where they're electric? Like you don't even have to, you don't even have to do all that maintenance. I don't know how many people are old school like me, but think about it. We need to have to you know, clean out the, the the fuel, the old fuel out of it, put in more kerosene or lamb light, uh, lamb oil, that's what they call it, lamb oil. You had to trim the wick to make sure it was just the right length and dipping into the fuel. You had to get your matches ready to light it up. You had to make sure that the glass globe was clean because oftentimes smoke and soot and all that would cloud the glass. And when it's cloudy, even when you light the flame, it doesn't really shine. It is not brilliant. It doesn't give out a lot of light. So that glass globe had to be very well clean so that when you did turn on the light, that it could be very, very radiant, like it would be very shiny and it would give more light. You can tell that I've been thinking about this theme of light quite a bit. And I thought about it too in our own lives. God has already overcome. He has already given us light. And as we live in his word, his word becomes that light. Psalms 119 says his word is what it is. a It is a light unto our feet, a lamp unto our path. But as we also become that light and we absorb that light that God has given us as we radiate that back into a dark world we want to make sure that like the lamps that our glass globes are clean right think about it if all sorts of negative attitudes and all sorts of impurities and all sorts of these things cloud us then our light will not shine to the maximum capacity that it can and because of that, the people that are not going to catch a good glance at our God, 
because of our actions, because of what we do, because of how we carry ourselves, because we're not letting God's light shine at maximum through us. And so I really want to encourage you to come into that place of reflection and think about it today. What it is, what is it in my life that is causing this beautiful light that God has given you, me, every other brave woman out there? What is causing this light not to shine? What is that thing in my life, in your life, that is inhibiting your testimony? Could it just be that maybe you're walking uprightly, but you're so focused on yourself, focused on your idols, focused on other things that you've given more priority and not prioritizing God and making other people to know him. And so as we contemplate all of these things, I pray that you will sink into that realization or you will just wake up and feel more empowered to stand up, to shine your light for the glory of God. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, give us the grace this week and forever to live up to that standard that you have called us and to bring glory to your name. Deliver us from anything that inhibits us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You could tell that I had a fun childhood growing up. But there's a thought, though, that I want to leave you with. One day, I'm going to be in a place where the lights will never go out. And that place, of course, is heaven. My Bible tells me in Revelations 21 that there will be no need for the sun or for the moon or for any other light because God himself will be the light. And so with that consolation, I leave you for this week. Have a great week. Go be brave and go be the amazing gladiator that you are. Bye-bye.